alley catch. This is the bad boy, Joey Janela. I'm Nick Wayne, and you're watching a Tony D joint. And you're watching. You're watching a Tony D joint. <laughs> and you know you're watching one of those marvelous Tony D joints. <laughs> Welcome to Indeed. It's me, Mike Hanley, here to talk some independent wrestling with your favorite people from in and around the world of independent wrestling with my co-host, as always, Righteous Reg. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing great today, Mike. It's your boy, Righteous Reg, your favorite rapper, your favorite writer, your favorite podcaster in the building. It's Indeed. Very excited. We started off the show pretty hot today. Very exciting mm-hmm. way to kick it off. Got some good music. We got some dope videos. And we got the man that did that video here today on the show, Mike. I'm very excited to talk with this person today. Absolutely. You saw the video. You saw the end of it. It's Tony. It was a Tony D joint. 
Yep. And yep. it's a Tony D interview. Welcome to the show, Tony D. Hey. How you doing, man? How are we doing, guys? Thank you so much for having me on. I'm, uh, I was looking forward to this one for a long time. I was very excited when Mike hit me up a little while ago about uh, being on the show, and uh, glad we finally got to make it happen. Absolutely. So, you know, it, your your work kind of speaks for itself. We saw it off the top of the video there, but uh, you have had you, you've had like a very unique ringside perspective for some of the coolest shit that's happened in, in within the four corners of a wrestling ring and beyond it. Um, first of all, I guess, uh, don't forget to purchase the orange kill crew hoochies in time for deadlock on August 13th. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate the <laughs> reminder. I'm gonna need that like every week up until then, because I keep saying like, you know, I have these, uh, these like orange, like RVD shorts that I got from uh chalk line, but like I was wearing, they're like a little too long. And they were before I started going to the gym. So it's like, now I got to throw the quads <laughs> off. You know what I'm saying? So I got to I gotta get the orange ones in, in time for deadlock. Just for, just for the boys. There you go. Uh, joke, yeah, joke, jokes aside and, uh, and you know, Twitter references uh, aside, got to know. So, like, how did, how did you become, like, the mastermind behind the Tony D joint? Like, when did all of this start for you? And, you know, what, what, what led you to it, really? Um, so I went to college for uh, digital media production, uh, straight out of high school. And, uh, I was originally actually going to go to Florida at full sale until my parents talked me out of it saying that like, it would probably be better to stay local. Like they didn't think I was ready to go off on my own yet, which, you know, it's kind of like, it was one of those things where, you know, I was upset about it at the time, uh, cause I was a big you know, WWE fan and mm -hmm. NXT, that whole connection. And uh, that, like, it's one of those things where like, you don't realize like why it happened until like years later. Now I can look back on that decision and be very grateful because I wouldn't have never known about Indies or the hotbed that's the Northeast and, you know, GCW and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. um, I originally actually went to college to do uh, audio engineering. Um, because uh, that, that's what the DJ and DJ Tony D was for. I was like, DJ, learn, learn how to DJ since the time I was 13 through my parents. And then uh, once I got into it in college, I wasn't, too, I wasn't too fond of it anymore. And I shifted over to the video aspect, which I had already learned by taking broadcasting in high school. And around uh, sometime in 2017, I saw a Harry Aaron video. It was this music video for Beyond Wrestling's American Rana 17 mm. on YouTube, a show that I attended. And I'm like in the background of that, you can see. And then I saw it and it was just like, it just blew me away. Cause I didn't realize that there was a market for that in wrestling, oh, like yeah. wrestling music videos, like mm. actually mm. like cinematic looking content. It was also around the time that Lucha Underground was big. So that was a big part too. in like discovering that could be a thing. And so um, back in, I mean, uh, later on in 2018, there was this promotion uh, by my school in Providence called the uh, Wrestle Party. It was like a small, like uh, kind of like half improv, half wrestling, like promotion. Uh, you could fit like 50 people in this like, cramped little theater and I noticed that somebody that I went to school with did the audio for them and then I asked him like how do you get in this place like I want to do some video stuff sent me the promoters uh Facebook reached out to him told him what I wanted to do 
And then he gave me some footage from the last show and he was like, all right, here's some footage, use this song. Let me see what you can make out of it. And then uh, from then on, he was just like, we want you a part of every show moving mm -hmm. forward and shooting if you want to. And so I did, I would shoot and edit. And that was the first promotion I did. Uh, well, what, what weren't at the time, Tony D joints, but video like wrestling music videos about uh, October, 2018 is when that started. Wow, that's really dope to think about kind of because, uh, you know, uh, I think a lot of people like see a story and a journey like yours and they think it's like it happens so quickly. And uh, I mean, I think to really achieve the 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 place you want to be, it's going to take some time and it might take you kind of uh, pivoting and going off into something different to get there. Did you have any before going into um, in the school you had like aspirations of getting into wrestling? after college or was it something that you just kind of like i'm doing this maybe i can translate it into this type of thing i mean i really did, especially when i uh thankfully in my program you know it covered a little bit of everything so you had audio mm -hmm. engineering you had video you had radio photoshop after effects uh, all that stuff so like i didn't have to like make a drastic change i just had to shift right. more of my focus um I didn't really know. I definitely didn't think that, you know, I would be, you know, where I am today or that this would be like a regular thing for me or that this would what I would be known for. It's kind of just like, uh, you know, I know how to do this. There's a few people that think I'm good at this. So I'm just going to, you know, keep going with it, you know, see where it goes. I didn't really have uh you know, any concrete goals because I didn't really, because, mm. because I thought the same, you know, you know, like I knew that it would take some, some time. And, you know, a lot of the people that I looked up to were in their like early mid thirties or something like that. And I'm like, at the time I was just like a, you know, teenager, early twenties. So like, mm -hmm. you know, I was just like, Oh, it's going to take a while. So like, I didn't really have any like real high hopes or expectations, but it was kind of just like, uh, like showing face and just going to everything like even if i wasn't like mm -hmm. shooting or anything it was kind of just you know making connections with places just all around me whether it's new england or just the northeast in general and then the more i show my face around it's kind of just like by the time i actually wanted to do work you know they knew me as a person and as a character right but so like and then you know i built a real or like a portfolio at this place in providence so that by the time I go to these other places, I'm like, hey, I do this. I've done stuff here. Can I do stuff here? And then, you know, snowballs into that. That's awesome. Um, something that, you know, it's a unique characteristic of the Tony D joint is uh, it's it's kind of it, there's there's two very unique factors to uh, a lot of your work. It's one of them is the song selection. You have a very eclectic like no genre is safe anything goes kind of taste for uh for your song selections and then also shooting all this footage yourself obviously you have your own unique footage your own unique perspective i want to mm -hmm. kind of talk a bit about both of those things uh starting with the music how like where do, i i'm knowing now that you had you know plans DJ. of djing it mm -hmm. makes more sense where this like you know varied varied taste in music comes from but uh you know what yeah you know, where do you kind of decide between what vibe you're going to go with 
for a particular video, given that you have such a wide taste in music. And does like uh, do like the people, the fans, so to speak, do they they play a role in kind of like the direction? Are you just kind of like, I think the song is dope and I think it'll make a dope video? Um, so. Yeah, so like a lot of people like they like to say, oh, I like a little bit of everything, but mm -hmm. I truly like like a little bit of everything. And I was, right. you know, that way all my life since growing up because um, so my dad was a DJ and my mom was and still is a DJ. And they met together through working together at like uh, wow. local clubs back in the day. And then, you know, from the time I was little, like I used to listen to all different types of stuff you know just around the house on the radio and to dj uh, parents you were listening to music in the womb at that point I'm yeah sure. exactly exactly <laughs> i wouldn't be surprised if they put headphones up to my mom's stuff right. at some point, you know <laughs> so uh yeah i've always liked a little bit of everything growing up and um yeah about the time i was 13 i started to, to you know assist my uh my mom get into the business that way and then it got to the point where I do still do it, but on a much more uh, light schedule because I'm mm -hmm. focusing more on the the film stuff. But for years, like we would kind of just be like a, a like a mother son duo where she would handle the mic work, I would handle the board work, and mm -hmm. uh, do a lot of you know corporate gigs that way. That's another thing too is that a lot of people, you know, starting out like they'll start out with like the clubs or like the house parties or like stuff like that, and then work their way up to the corporate stuff where like my mom, she was already established. So the gigs I was getting into with her was kind of the other way around. Mm. Um, so like a lot of high-end hotels in Boston, stuff like that. Um, but when I first started making videos, I didn't realize like what you could do. So when I was working the that place in Providence, it had like a very like underground, like punk rock aesthetic to it. And admittedly mm. that was a, like a genre that I wasn't too familiar with. So I would always ask the promoter who was musically inclined himself. Um, and I asked him, you know, just like, what song do you want for this? And you would usually have like a playlist or he would just send me just a new song every time. Like, I think this would fit this very well. And I would learn more about that genre or about a specific artist. And so there would be songs like five years ago, it was a lot of times it was songs that I'd never heard before from an artist that I never heard before. And I would just listen to it over and over again and just kind of plan spots in my head and then just put the pieces all into place. But it would be uh, seamless, you know, like mm -hmm. as, as if I already knew what was going on. And then around, I'll say like 2000, uh, probably like 2020-ish was when I was starting to select more stuff on my own. And, you know, I, I didn't really... Uh, know if the stuff that i listened to even though it is diverse mm -hmm. like i didn't know if the stuff that i listened to had like a market for it so when i saw editors like uh uh one of the first examples was uh abdullah um he did a lot of the the violence and suffering videos and mm -hmm. uh st stuff on, on his own um he would use a lot of uh like he's the reason i got into a uh, city morgue and uh like sauce Bielan, uh, uh Kami and like just that kind of like harder like rap style mm -hmm. uh artists like um josiah who i would uh make popular through like the icw videos mm -hmm. with the pit fighter videos and stuff like that and once i learned that like you could use stuff like that i was just like oh, okay so like 
I don't want to, you know, be a carbon copy, but it's just like it kind of opened the wind the the door to be like, okay, I can use stuff like that. And then later down the line was when I was realizing, okay, there's a lot of more, there's a lot more editors coming in and a lot of them are using stuff like this. So how can I be different? Right. Or like this is what people would expect. So let me do something outside the box. Mm-hmm. Like yeah. let me let, let yeah. me pick so, let me pick songs that either my my two favorite kinds of compliments are about the music like what mike does a lot where he what he asks like what song is this or who's this by which i love and appreciate or uh or like if people could say like i put them on to something mm-hmm. like uh mm-hmm. for uh a promotion local promotion uh fight life i use this artist called uh, internet girl which is like um kind of like a like a rock hyper pop type of band from uh australia mm-hmm. and uh i use like one two songs maybe from them and then he messaged me randomly one day and he was like yo i've been listening to that song like so much i looked them up on spotify and now they're like one of my favorite artists and on there and stuff like that so i like putting people on to artists that they've never heard of before like mm-hmm. maybe smaller artists or um songs that they never would have thought would like work out in that type of way or remind them of a song that like they hadn't heard in like a decade or so two uh prime examples of that were when i used um i think by tyler the creator for the dpw first anniversary show um i think somebody uh somebody was just like you know i love the choice of tyler but this definitely isn't the first song i would have thought of using for a wrestling music video but you made it work so well Mm -hmm. and then another one is the gcw uh Joey Janela's Spring Break Seven, the last one—I think it was seven, or that or eight—the one that just passed in, mm-hmm. in Los Angeles, where I used um, "I Like It" by Enrique and Pitbull, which a lot of people were blown away by because, like, again, it's not a song that you would think of for a wrestling music video. Plus, it's a song that people probably haven't heard since like 2010. <laughs> but like, I had that in mind for months <laughs> like mm-hmm. literally months i was like i knew i'm gonna shoot this i knew that's the song i wanted to do it to and mostly the, the inspiration for that is because spring break you know joey's from jersey mm-hmm. jersey shore that was popular at the time there's a ver- version of the music video where the jersey shore cast is in the songs video mm-hmm. so that that was the whole connection that i made there and that was one of those videos it's it's very rare where i just feel like everything is perfectly in place like as Mm -hmm. i was editing that video similarly to when i was editing the video that played at the beginning of the show where it's just like everything i'm putting i'm like everything's meant to be like right here like the slow motion is meant to be here the this move is meant to be here this break is meant to be here and it just all comes together like really good um but yeah i'm always trying to be outside the box like pick different Mm -hmm. things that you know nobody's expecting and uh you know, throw them off the game. I like how uh, with the uh, the violence is forever video that I put out. Like uh, Mike was just like, you know, when you think violence is forever, you think like some like really like aggressive and like fast paced and like in your face and something like that. And then I ended up using like a slower kind of more somber type of song that like picks up, you know, going into it. Mm-hmm. And the even the inspiration for that was just like it came on while I was in the gym, and then. Uh, at the beginning, the intro reminded me of Zombie by the Cranberries, which is what they come out to. And I'm just like, I could use this for Dom and Kevin someday. So 
once I gathered enough matches of them, I was just like, yeah, I could do this. Oh, shit. How long were you sitting on that song for them? A little bit. <laughs> that, right. that, that, that's what happens sometimes is that like I, I hold out on making videos for people until I know I have enough footage, which I usually try to five is a good five matches is a good uh, sweet spot. Like I could work with okay. four very rarely with three, depending on, you know, the kind of match or how much, you know, they have. Sometimes I get impatient and like I just make things like they're uh like last year i made a video for masha one for jordan oliver for ideas that i just really wanted to get out there and i'm thinking like oh i should have waited a little longer because like i have so many matches of them now so like right. it's, it's almost to the point where uh i might make like a like a version two or like a re like a remastered version of it which is actually something i've never done but you know remastered tony d joints kind of just like you know, maybe a year or two, you know, forward just to see the progression could be a cool idea. Well, yeah, I guess, yeah, because the progression of everything even would be probably multifaceted. Like not right. only have the wrestlers improved your skills as an editor and everything, mm -hmm. a videographer, all of that, like even the clips, you, I, something I noticed with the uh, like the Hartford video that you just put out was. Uh, especially with that one, because I don't know why, but for some reason that one day, everyone seemed to be diving over the ring post that you were standing at. <laughs> yeah. Like you're, you're following with the camera is like, you're, I was like, Oh sh shit. Like everyone's just there in frame the whole time. It's pretty awesome. Honestly, I try my best. I, I put it in the comments of, uh, of the video about like um, how that cartwheel spot where I was just like, you know, like right directly underneath when he was doing like the uh, the the red arrow looking gimmick off the top. Mm -hmm. um, you know, I tried to track that the best that I could. And uh, I'm going to keep trying stuff like that and like see if I can get better. But I knew that uh, yeah, in the uh, in the opening four way, Dustin Flash Waller does the uh, like uh, the tope over the corner. Mm -hmm. And I remember specifically like everybody was like, pointed at the ground because like the three other guys were outside fighting and like all the like the photographer the other two guys they were like that and i'm just like wait where's flash and i look and he's in the ring getting set up in the corner and i'm just like oh he's gonna do the thing and i think i even like tap somebody on the back i'm like yo he's gonna do the thing like go over here <laughs> so like <laughs> was, so like in a in a matter of seconds i'm trying to like place myself because i'm just, like mentally i knew that's the kind of shot i wanted where mm. it's like when he's like right over me, just like get right underneath that. And that's usually what I like to do with outside dives. I mean, I try to get different stuff so that it doesn't look like the same shot every time, but it's a, mm -hmm. it's a cool visual when it comes out. Right. And uh, yeah, that was a, that was a prime example of it. I liked the way that came out. And so did he, he commented on it too. Right. When you, uh, you talked a little bit about uh, how you saw Harry Aaron's video um of the uh beyond wrestling show and it kind of inspired you did you go and do like some research on some people in the past uh that were doing music videos i mean you could find things on on youtube of of past things to kind of get inspiration or did you kind of have a vision of what you wanted to do moving forward because your videos are very unique when you see a, a tony d video like you know it's tony d it's not like i can't think of anybody else that's doing it like you did you get any inspiration or did you just kind of have the vision yourself of how you wanted to do it moving forward 
when it when it came to the music videos specifically, it was definitely Harry. But just mm -hmm. wrestling videos in general, like back in uh, like 2017, 18, mm -hmm. I was uh, watching a lot of him. I was watching a lot of uh, Kenny Johnson, uh, Ray Zombie. That's when uh, Giancarlo was starting to get involved with GCW. Right. And uh, yeah, those those guys in particular that I can think of. I got uh, connected with um, a guy named David Velasaka who works um, with like House of Glory and WWN mm. Network. So um, he was a big connection early on uh, when it comes to, you know, uh, second camera footage for like mini docs that he would uh, mm -hmm. put on his video uh, Vimeo page, stuff like that. Um, but when it came to music videos, Harry was probably like the main inspiration for it yeah. and uh you know it's like it's basically just like you know i want to do this but i want to take it to another level also uh point to that is the song that he used for that very first video that i saw which is still probably like one of my favorite videos like anywhere on the internet it's just like mm -hmm. uh it was uh, survival by muse which is the song that i use for the tournament of survivals the first one I shot was last year, TOS 7, and then I was trying to think of like, okay, how can I change it up for TOS 8? And I was just like, I couldn't think of another song that was as fitting, vibe-wise, lyrically, stylistically, uh, that was as grandiose for like a tournament of that nature, especially since it, you know, grew, you know, from 8 to 12 people this year. Um, so I just, I, I think I actually like put a poll up on Twitter. I was just like, how would you guys feel if I just use this again? But, you know, just tried to make it better. And then mm -hmm. everyone was on board with it. So um, I feel like I don't say it enough, but whenever I do use that song, especially for those videos, it is like a, a tribute to Harry in that very first video that I saw back in 2017. So. That's dope. Bye. So, so how long after like how long after a show is over are you already kind of planning planning things out or like are you seeing stuff happen in the ring and you're like okay i know that that's you know probably gonna like do you get an idea for stuff as you're seeing it happen even or is it mostly is it all post-show it depends because sometimes i'll go into uh, a show not knowing what song i'm gonna use like at all and it'll just kind of come to me during the editing process. Like sometimes oh. I'll just have to do some, you know, looking up. Maybe somebody just has an album that came out recently and that kind of like helps me out uh, sporadically. Or it'll be a case of like, um, even even though it wasn't for a show, you know, like the, the Dom and Kevin video. It's just like I was just in the gym. Something came on and I'm just like, oh, yeah, I'll use it for that. Mm -hmm. um, that... That was um, uh, that was a case where, like, uh, something some a song that I listen to very heavily in the gym these days came on, and then I was like, I'm gonna use this for something someday. And then I thought of what I'm gonna use it for, and it's for an, an event that usually happens yearly, but it hasn't been announced yet, and so I'm waiting for it. But when it happens and wherever it is. I'm gonna be there, and that's the song I plan on using. So, mm -hmm. where I'm just I'm just waiting for the announcement. So, we'll we'll see. But like stuff happens like that where it's like it could be months ahead of time. It could be, you know, day of the show. Could be after the show. Could be <laughs> which, I'm trying to think of which one that is now. 
see. It'll come. It'll come. So you're out there, Tony, uh, for a lot of the action. What's been some of your favorite things that you've seen out there with your own camera and your own eyes that you've gotten to uh, immortalize in one of your videos? Kind of like uh, like favorite shots. Like yeah, like favorite favorite spots, favorite shots you've done yourself. I mean, I love shooting dives of like any kind. Like mm -hmm. it's just kind of, especially with my like point of view, it's like very unique. I remember mm -hmm. one of the most like perfect shots I got was uh, um, uh, Kota Ibushi's moonsault uh, on the outside to Joey in the spring break video. Because mm -hmm. it was another one of those things where it's just like, it helps so much when you when you already know the move set of who's involved. Right. So you know where to stand, you know when this is going to happen, you know how it's going to land. And so when I saw, you know, Joey on the outside, I saw him building up in the corner. I'm like, oh, he's going to do the thing. And then again, you only have so many seconds to like mentally be like, okay, if he does this and if he sp basically it's just like, if he runs <laughs> this way, if he spends this much time in the air, like, you know, cause I try to track the body the best I can. Because there have been times where I've missed, you know, big shots and I've been, uh, you know, I'll beat myself up about it because I'm like, oh, you, you know, you pan to the ground too fast and they didn't hit yet. And it's like, because sometimes people's bodies take like a million years to fall and you thought that mm -hmm. it was going to like hit really quick. But then sometimes it works out very perfect like that. There's uh, a good example of uh, one of my favorites recently actually was um, from the three way from uh gcw now and forever that just happened in melrose ballroom in queens this past friday mm -hmm. during uh, the match with gringo loco Ares, and uh commander where commander was doing his uh tightrope uh moonsault to the outside to the other two where uh again when he was doing the tightrope right underneath the feet and then by the time he did the moonsault it was just perfect tracking and mm -hmm. uh like I knew right there, I was just like, oh yeah, that's the shot. Like that, I was. It's kind of, it, it's kind of like one of those. Th Commander's one of those people where it's just like, if I get the commander spot, then I'm set for the rest of the night. You know, right? Like, like I, don't, I don't even, yeah. I don't even care what else I get because it's like that's my money shot. Yeah. Um, I love shooting. I love shooting death matches the most probably. Like those are my bread and butter. Mm -hmm. Um, it's crazy how I even got into that because like, I remember like you know growing up as a kid, you know just. I'm just a big WWE fan. Right. And then every now mm. and then on like Facebook or YouTube, I would come across like, uh, you know, CZ, like best of CZW 2009 or something like that. Mm -hmm. And then I would just see like quick little glimpses of what's going on. And I'm like, Oh my God, like, I can't believe these guys are doing that to each other. That's so gross. And like crazy as shit. Fa and then fast forward to like, you know, 2020. And like, that's when, uh, you know, in an age where like not a lot of stuff was running, you know, that's when Deathmatch was thriving. Mm -hmm. And so I kind of just made sure I was, uh, you know, everywhere. And I was in like the right place, right time. And, uh, you know, whether it was GCW, ICW, No Peace, you know, Florida, Jersey, like I was there. And, uh, yeah, I feel like that that definitely helped a lot with me too. Um, anything that, I mean, I have the shirt on right now, anything with Rena, mm -hmm. I love Rena. Like she's probably like my actual favorite wrestler. Like I'm still a big fan at heart. And so sometimes it's like hard to, you know, keep a shot steady when like internally I'm so excited about something. Right. Um, like my favorite match to this day that I've probably shot, like there's so many, like if I actually sat down to, you know, rank them, I could probably get a better idea. But first one that sticks out to my head is uh, 
her and Toru versus Los Macizos when they made their comeback uh, last, to GCW. Last year. Yeah, yeah. At, the at the first Cage of Survival. Mm -hmm. That was just like the environment and the carousel room. Like, you know, you just had to, you really just had to be there. Like mm -hmm. the, yeah. you know, the the feed, you know, even my, uh, you know, footage, like I, I didn't re release anything with audio, but it's just like, it doesn't do it justice. Like you just had to, to be there for that. And, uh, you know, just all four of them are just super specials. You know, I'm, I'm lucky that I've been able to work with them, you know, so much now. And, uh, you know, by having those opportunities to give me connections with people like outside the country, like to the point where, you know, between all the companies that I work for really, uh, not just GCW, but like the connections that I have to the point where if I were to go to Japan, you know, I could see certain people and like they would know who i am they would know my name they would know my face you know it's, it's in japan that's why right like it's weird <laughs> having those kinds of connections like i'm i'm a tough critic on myself like all the time but then like you know sometimes you know my parents will talk to me and they'll be like you know look at your friends from high school you was like you think any of them know people in japan and australia right. and canada and you know <laughs> doing what you're doing and i'm just like yeah, I guess you have a point. Mm -hmm. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's it's weird. It's such like a niche thing, but it's just it like is. it's crazy how easy not well I should say easy, but like just how much you can grow just in you know this community. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. How many of your friends are you know? How many of your friends get interviewed by the 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 best wrestling podcast out there? You know, that's true. Uh, <laughs> How many of your friends uh, have been on this show? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> from, from school, I don't think I could count any. Yeah, there we go. See, true. Outside of school, actually, come to think of it, so um, we've had we we had Effie definitely fills the the wrestling the portion of GCW. MLJ covers the ring announcing and uh, commentary. We've got Tony D here for some video you know videography and video production work mm -hmm. we had ref stevens here for uh you know referee wise i bet basically brett come on brett. <laughs> come on brett brett. <laughs> brett come on brett come on brett that's the guy that's the holy grail right we got everybody we've had a you know covered every other position <laughs> at this point let's go <laughs> you're putting it out there you're manifesting yep. it for yourself and we're always talking about hey. gcw on the show like every yeah, week it's it good shows you talk about independent wrestling they're making constant news uh oh big news uh today yeah right? yeah you know cork and hall kind of news mm -hmm. insane absolutely insane. insane like every new thing that gets announced it's just like how like just like how do you just keep you know topping yourself in just such you know like little time really you know like mm -hmm. when you mm -hmm. when you look at the real you know like breakout you know, GCW, it started in, you know, 2020. And then fast forward, and it's, you know, we're only we're 2020 was the first homecoming, yeah. uh, the summer of that year. And now it's like homecoming 2023. And to think that it's only been three years, and how much has happened in those three years is it's huge. It's wild. Well, there's new venues, talent, they've been able to bring in just, you know, numbers Matches. across the board. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've been, a, yeah, the the opportunity to be with and around them is just like, it's it's given me, you know, the opportunity to film not just like some of the best matches, but just some of the like wildest, you know, biggest names that, mm -hmm. you know, 
would have never thought I would have the opportunity to see live like that, you know, in my wildest dreams, like Moxley, Minoru Suzuki, Ruby Soho, Jeff Jarrett, you know, wild. You you literally got to film Will Ospreay versus Kenny Omega too, just last weekend. I mean, yes. <laughs> it's just, it's, just, it's just, as good as it gets, as, other than being like you know, at Forbidden Door, you know, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah. Oh my God! Well, yeah. What 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 is going through your mind when you're el- you're like forearms leaning on the apron, watching you know Mike Bailey, Tiger Driver, Yoshihiko all over? All I mean, I'm. All room. I mean, I'm. I I don't know how long that match was, but I was smiling from ear to ear like the entire time. <laughs> and, and when I saw the uh, the graphic, because there's a you know, there's the big screen on the stage and the Melrose Ballroom, and they have like uh, uh, TVs uh, behind the bar area. Mm-hmm. So that's where you can see where the graphic will come up um, for the next match. Like the, the uh, shout out Freddie Faded, the Freddie Faded graphics in the background, and then they'll play the, uh, the package on the screen. And when I saw that that one was coming up, I think I went to uh, Jeremy. Well, uh, who's one of the photographers ringside and Billy, one of the uh, the GPW production guys. And I was just like, I just I was just going to everybody. I'm just like, I'm so excited. I was like, I'm so <laughs> I'm, I'm so ready for this. I was like, I'm so happy. Like, I think I, I think I did that like somewhere in the middle of the match. Like, you know, because, you know, sometimes, you know, you have like three of us like, you know, bunched up in one corner trying to like get this one thing. And I forget what happened. And then I just like lean over to Billy. And I'm just like, I'm so happy right now. Like, <laughs> it was just, like anytime I get to shoot like Yoshihiko, like that, like I love that stuff. Like mm-hmm. one one of the top matches that I, uh, you know, regret not being in the position to, you know, film like that yet would be like just thinking about it right now is uh, Invisible Man versus Invisible Stan from mm-hmm. Spring Break 3 because making the spots out for that in a video would definitely be one of my uh, biggest creative challenges but the, oh. The, oh yeah <laughs> but the the yeah. stuff that the stuff that I got from uh, I mean I remember just from the DDT show in uh, in Los Angeles that um, that opening tag match with uh, Chris Burks and Yoshihiko that was like one of my favorite matches of the whole weekend and then mm-hmm. you know just anytime i get to shoot yoshihiko is a, is a is a great thing and then like i was i was reacting like a like a like a fan like sometimes during that too when like speedball was just ramming his face into the guardrail and <laughs> uh bust busted yoshihiko open and just like oh, yeah. there was there was a few false finishes where i was just like are you kidding me when when yoshihiko got busted open and then ref perch put on the gloves for the ketchup <laughs> that's where uh I, I i went to like another plane of happy existence mm-hmm. that's what cinema that's, some would say some not you <laughs> but some i wouldn't say it but some would no it's not really it's theater let's you know <laughs> Right, get it right, get it right. I was trying my best to like you know look at the faces too because Melrose is a very uh, it could be a very casual crowd sometimes. There's definitely it's one of those GCW crowds where when they run there in New York, 
there's a lot of people there that are coming there for the first time or like you know they're just used to the you know tv wrestling and then they show up there like there you'll see a lot of um wwe shirts aew shirts mm-hmm. belts around the waist or on the shoulder so it's like you can tell that it's like oh you know like they're not used to you know being here so for me personally that show on friday was my favorite show that they've ever ran in melrose ballroom that i've ever attended and uh it, it just had you know a great amount of variety you know you had singles you had multi-man you had tag matches you had lucha you had intergender you had a women's main event you had uh yoshihiko and speedball i don't even know what category to put that in but yeah like it's match of the year it was one of those that was one of those where it's just like you know i try to stay you know uninterrupted the best i can like when i'm uh you know working but that was the one where i had to I had to pull my phone out after and I was just like, I don't, I don't think I'll ever shoot anything better than this. Like, (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how you top something like that. Yeah. So you're, you're, you do a pretty good job of like, you're, you're, you're on task with the camera, but like, are there any, are there any moments that have just taken you like right out of it where you're like, Holy fuck. And what you just kind of, you kind of just like lose focus with the camera or like, you just forget that you're there filming for a second. Um, off the top of my head, um, not really. Uh, there were some moments mm-hmm. in that, uh, the match that I mentioned, like Rina, Toru, and them Cizos, where, um, you know, like behind the camera, like my jaws dropped, mm-hmm. or like I'm holding the camera with one hand and the other hand wants to like pound the ring. You know, but it's like I can't because that would make the shot shaky. But it's just like I'm holding my composure the best I can. Or there will be times where, you know, I try to balance it out because because I'm not like one of the roaming cams and I shoot, you know, highlights specifically. You know, I'll shoot, you know, if it's a really good match that I like a lot and I know that everyone's going to come rushing up afterwards. You know, I'll shoot like a bit of the you know, the victory, the hand raise, whatever. And then I'll just like put my stuff down for a second and just like show the respect and just like, you know, pound the ring like crazy. You know, like sometimes you see it, sometimes you might not. I don't know, depending on what side it's on. But it's just like, yeah, it's 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 uh, it's hard sometimes. Well, uh, got some love here in the chat. Uh, Freddie Faded sent us a super chat. Tony always looks <laughs> handsome on my TV. My man. I love that guy. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, it's, you know, uh, good to see through too with uh, GCW and you know a lot of other promotions picking up with you know using the you know independent creators as well to right you know, to produce video packages for them and you know do video work and highlight packages and stuff like this. Uh, right. So who's been who, you know, like all the places like who's you know who's who's giving you the love that you want to shout out. Uh, in terms of all the places that have given you uh, your opportunities uh, and you know keeping you working right now, um, I mean pretty much anywhere that's ever given me, you know the 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 opportunity to do my thing. Like uh, you know, first and foremost, you know, Wrestle Party, who mm-hmm. you know currently don't run anymore because they stopped running during the pandemic, haven't come back since. But if they came back, I would be back in a heartbeat because you know I just love that place. I love the promoter. Um, Shout out Sully. And then um, 
you know, uh, any anywhere where I I do any what type of work for, like regularly GCW, DPW, North Carolina. Um, that that place means a lot to me. Like, mm-hmm. I, I I tell them every time. I'm just like, you guys are what like keeps my love for wrestling alive right. because they they take care of me like nobody else, and they mean a lot to me because you know, like they started out you know as as YouTube guys. James, Tony, and uh, Johnny, and you know I'm only 25. So back mm-hmm. in the, you know I was you know you know playing the WWE games on my Xbox and you know watching their videos on YouTube from the time I was you know like a young teenager, and then fast forward you know following the YouTube stuff and then getting into the podcast and then they start a wrestling company. And I remember from the first day when they had a wrestling company, you know, I reached out to them. I didn't hear anything back, but I assumed it was because they were already all set. And then um, another guy who, you know, I I definitely look up to, uh, Dan, who's pro wrestling cinema. He um, Mm. was he was with them because he was local. And then when he started getting busy with uh, all the other promotions he was working for, um, he told me, like, you know, like expect a message from these guys, you know, they're gonna, you know, I told them I couldn't do this show and I, you were the first name I brought up. So, you know, I just took it with a grain of salt because I don't want to, you know, go into anything with like expectations or a big head or anything. So, and then eventually I got a follow from James. I got a message from him after asked if I was available this date for this show. And uh, that was last April. And that was the first show I did for them was DPW forever. And then there was always a conflict from there to November, but they always kept me in mind. You know, after a while I start to get self-conscious, like, Oh, if I keep saying no so many times, they're just going to give up on me. They're mm-hmm. not going to ask me to come out anymore. Cause I was, Oh, this guy's always busy. So let's move on. But they always kept me in mind. And then that November of last year was DPW world strongest. And it was the first show I came back from since April. And I knew I had something to prove. Mentally, I had something to prove to myself. Like, I was like, okay, this has got to be, you know, shot wise. Hold on a second. The, shh, what happened? <laughs> Jesus Christ. I had a, a Adobe thing come up on my screen. Love All, right. All right. I'm here. Okay. So, <laughs> um, I just like shot wise, video wise, I was like, okay, I got to prove something. So um, when I made the video, it got great reception from everybody, like fans, like all those guys. They were like, uh, I got a shout out for it on the podcast. Johnny said it made him cry. James said it made him emotional. And uh, those are all like, like I said before, like those are always my favorite kinds of compliments. And I've been a regular Mm -hmm. there, you know, ever since. So just like, you know, to an extent, even more than GCW, like, even though that those have given me opportunities with such big people, you know, from like a, you know, sentimental value, like it kind of brings out like, you know, the childhood in me, you know, mm-hmm. being like, you know, these guys just met me like last year, but like, I've known these guys for like over a decade now, you know, because of YouTube. So, you know, now working for their wrestling company where the, the quality is good, they're growing and, um, you know, it's a word that gets thrown around a lot, but like it's genuinely like a family environment in that locker room. Like I've never been to North Carolina, you know, until working with them. Like I, I did go once uh, for a GCW show in Charlotte, but that was just like, you know, one and done. I, I wasn't regularly in Charlotte. So 
you know, working with them regularly, getting to know the people out there, people that have come up to me, you know, uh, paying me compliments and saying like, you know, like this is the only wrestling I follow. And like, I didn't mm. know who you were until, you know, this company, you know, it's crazy having that, you know, just in all different parts of the country or even outside the country. So then, uh, and then, uh, oh, sorry. I was just like, I went off. First, no, no, no. Keep going. Uh, yeah, keep going. Give, it, give it up to the places for sure. Um, yeah. Uh, Pro Wrestling Grind, mm -hmm. Limitless Wrestling, Fight Life, um, JCW, uh, ICW, No Holds Barred, um, Violence and Suffering, all those promoters. You know, and then just, you know, all the names that I mentioned before, like all the people that I grew up with watching video wise, you know, that everybody, just about everybody who I've ever like watched, you know, like mm -hmm. back, you know, when I was just getting started or I was still in school have... I've made, I've either met them or I've made some type of connection with them to the point where either I've worked with them now or they've praised my work in some way, shape or form, which is always like crazy to me because like I said, I'm always, there's nobody that's harsher, you know, on themselves than me. And like, as a creator, I feel like everyone's always their own worst critic, but you know, like to get that gratification and like that recognition from them being like, no, like you're good, you know, like you can hang with us. Like nobody's ever, you know, big league me backstage or ringside or anything like that. Everyone's always accepted me with open arms no matter where I go. And, uh, you know, I'm very appreciative of that all around. Excellent. So, Tony, we talked about, uh, you know, earlier you mentioned you didn't really see yourself being like at this point with the video work and, you know, you're happy to be here. But where, you know, now that you are, you know, where do you want to take it from here? What do you uh, what do you have? You know, what goals do you have for yourself going forward with this? Where do you want to take this? Um, specifically, there's no one thing I would say. It's kind of just like. Um, I mean, I would love to have a, an opportunity with uh, AEW at some point. I do know some, uh, you know, faces behind the scenes over there. Whether it be John Carlo, Pro Wrestling Cinema, Jeremy Tapes. Like, they have a very good crew over there. And mm -hmm. I feel like they're, you know, covered top to bottom. But kind of like a DPW, like if a spot opens up or somebody has a sick day or, you know, anything like that. Like that, something as simple as that, you know, can change, you know everything all it takes is like one opportunity for them to like you enough and then keep bringing you back until you're regularly in the in the fold mm -hmm. um number one place i've had a passport for two years but the i've never gone anywhere with it but number one place i definitely want to go is uh, to japan mm -hmm. um at some point i don't I, I don't think it'll be this year but sometime sometime very soon hopefully in the near future and just like building up those connections, like I said, through GCW, through DPW, with all the people that they bring in, like, um, I mean, just all promotions through Freedoms, uh, Gato Move, Chaco Pro, um, Stardom, even, you know, just all around. Like, I feel like first thing that people would associate or think about is like New Japan, but it's like, there's so much, you know, going around, like outside of that. It's just like, it's always been a place that I've always been interested in the environment for the culture and um you know obviously for the wrestling and uh 
I feel like that's a place that if I went to, I always say it's just like if I went to, I'd probably never come back. So, <laughs> which is which is something that uh, when I bring it up, my mom gets very terrified of. But you know, I just feel like I'd be very happy over there. Just work like professionally, personally. I, I feel that I've heard. Uh, I know a few people that have gone to Japan for like n- not wrestling stuff, but like music stuff and just like vacations. And it's very similar sentiments. And I don't think I've heard it. Mm-hmm. Done. I don't. I don't think. I don't think I've heard somebody come back from Japan and ever have like a bad thing to say about their time there, except for it being over. Right. Exactly. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Tony, uh, we thank you very much for joining us, sharing in your creative process. The great uh, story. Yeah, the story, for sure. A lot to come from it. We hope to see you uh, reach all of those goals and then some. Uh, For the people who want to find you and check out your work, which you should, by the way, you know, if you're watching this, do do that. Uh, Where can they where can they do that, Tony? Um, They can find me on Twitter and Instagram at DJ underscore Tony underscore D for both. And uh, YouTube.com slash at DJ underscore Tony underscore D. I don't know why the ad is there, but it's just the way it is. And both of those links are in my uh, Twitter and Instagram bios as well. So that's where you find me. It's where you find all my stuff. Excellent. And uh, Tony's YouTube channel link is in the video description below as well. Uh, so be sure to check that out. Mm-hmm. Uh, on, on a completely unrelated to everything we just talked about with Tony Note, Happy anniversary, Reg. It was actually last week's episode would have been one year of us doing this show together. Oh, wow. Since, uh, since you came on as the, uh, my co- my wonderful co-host that I couldn't actually imagine doing the show with anybody else now. I'm so happy to have you here every week. Indeed, baby. I don't I don't know. Uh, I don't know. It's been a year already. It's flown by. We've had some great times, some great yeah. guests and uh I'm excited, man. Thanks for having me on as your guest, your permanent co-host. Ah, it's our show now. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No. Uh, so on that note, where can everyone find you, my dude? Uh, if you're not seeing me on Indeed every Wednesday, you can see me uh, every Wednesday night on the AEW Post Show with Denise on her YouTube page. We'll be on there tonight after Blood and Guts. I'm sure it'll be a very popular night tonight. Big show going on tonight. Uh, tomorrow, you could catch me. Ask Grapsity is going to be in the daytime. And then I'm going to be on the Ring of Honor post show with Kate. Uh, I Potentially, I'm going to be on the Ring of Honor, uh, Death by Dishonor post show, too. I mean, it's only kind of fitting as being the ring of honor talking about guy brand on here so that's potentially happening and then you know every saturday is ask graps uh, every saturday is regular grapsity philip Lindsay, the fightful uh youtube channel and uh i'm everywhere that's yeah. it. so many podcasts you can't even name them all i know it's too <laughs> many <laughs> as for myself every wednesday here on indeed i was uh see this is the part where i was gonna do something earlier and i thought about doing it and i've you know, mm-hmm. got high, procrastinated, forgot to do it. I was going to make a little graphic that said, because we have ev- we have every week from now till September 6th, and including September 6th, uh, we have a guest already lined up. Wow. So I was going to make a nice little graphic with all that coming up soon on this week and this Next week. Next time. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I shit the bed. Next week, the struggles is here. We're going to talk about some ETU and probably a whole bunch of deathmatch nonsense. And who knows what else? Because like that man does everything. So right. Uh, in the meantime, we have we're going to take 
we're, we're, we have end credits today. We're going to go out on a bang. Uh, we're going to run back that Tony D joint. Thank you very much again for joining us, Tony. And thank you everyone for watching. See you next week. Peace on us. This is Allie Catch. This is the bad boy, Joey Janela. I'm Nick Wayne, and you're watching a Tony D joint. And you are watching. You're watching a Tony D joint. <laughs> and you know you're watching one of those marvelous Tony D joints. <laughs> Yeah.